bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out The Big Rap Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. Be sure to check out G1 on Facebook and on G1Reads.com. Their G1 Platinum Chanter and G1 Platinum Reads famously played by the 2016 Champion of Champions in Verarian District. Plus, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Yes, indeed. Welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are yous? Hope yous are all keeping the very best. Yeah, we have got a very busy podcast for you this week because... As you can imagine, we're ramping up towards the piping season. It's almost May. So, yeah, we oh, it's just so much stuff happening at the moment. So, yeah, you're going to have to bear with me. I'm going to have to go through each part of what's been happening in the piping world this past week. There's been so much. It's been crazy. Thanks to everyone, by the way, for tuning into our live show this week on Fuse FM. It's been good. And I have to be honest, it was kind of a cheeky little pre-record this week. Yeah, because it was over here in Northern Ireland was the Easter break. Yeah, so hope you guys all managed to have a good Easter if you celebrate Easter. Uh, I think, yeah, the kids in my house have just ate enough chocolate that could feed an army. And... Yeah, I think they're starting to come down after sugar high now. So. <laughs> but yeah, I have to say massive thanks to everyone who tuned into the show and had messaged in on their droves. I will do my best to get through you all. There's, there's just so many. That's ridiculous. So tell you what, let's get straight into it. Enough for the introduction. Let's get right into it for, with listener mail. Right, first things first, we actually have... A voicemail. We'll get to that. But we have we got our very first voicemail. If you want to get in contact with the show, with the podcast, we have all of the usual social media that you can get in contact with. So it's Twitter at Big Rab Show. You can reach us on Twitter. Easy enough, you can send us a quick tweet just to say, Hey, listen to the podcast. It's great. Or even if you think it's crap, you can let us know. <laughs> Also, we have the Facebook page as well, which is probably our main stay for social media. Uh, that's The Big Rab Show on Facebook. Easy enough to catch us there. Plus, we have some very interesting developments coming up in the few yeah weeks. Um, as you guys know, if you've been following the show now for a number of years, we uh, do some live streaming. Yeah, but as soon as Facebook introduced the live streaming uh, portion to their new app basically we were able to live stream from all of the major championships last year so there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to be able to cover some of the minor competitions as well as the majors to try and bring you guys all the performances we can along with all the results as they happen live all that sort of stuff so you guys can catch it wherever you are around the world so yeah with a bit of luck we're hopefully have everything in place for whenever the season kicks off but yeah the cogs are turning the wheels are turning things are progressing so that's our social media you can contact us on facebook and twitter but also the main port of contact for us here on the podcast would be our email and that's bigrabshow at gmail.com you can send us Anything you like on there, you're not restricted to character restrictions as you would be on Twitter. But also, you can email us a voicemail. And one such person has done that, but like I say, we'll get to that. You can record it on your phone, whatever kind of recording device you have, and email it to us as an attachment. And yeah, you can be part of the show. Right. These people have contacted the show. (laughs) We've got a lot. So much listener mail. It's crazy if anything on last week's uh, podcast we had nothing we had zero but yeah you've certainly made up for it this week wow okay first one is james mckenna hi james he says hey rob it's jay here i have a question or a topic for you and i've been thinking about it recently i heard the guys at the grace note vortex amazing podcast by the way go and check it out so we heard the guys at the grace note vortex talking about this particular topic and he wanted to know and hear my thoughts on it he says do you think there should be a cap on the amount of players in a pipe band well jay 
Funny you should mention that. That was a massive topic that we had on our live show before we introduced the podcast. We were talking about it for a few weeks, actually, on our live show, on our live radio show on Fuse FM. So, yeah, we were debating it on our social media for a good while, as well as talking about it on the radio. So, as you can imagine... There was a lot of very polarised opinions on this. Some people were for the player cap. Some people were against it. And the arguments both for and against were able to say their piece over that couple of weeks. I think it was just before... No, sorry, just after Christmas time this all happened. And, of course, the guys at the Grace Note Vortex, they picked up on the topic. And, yeah, they said their two cents on it as well. You know, they had it on their podcast. So... Do you know what, Jay? That is such a massive topic. I can't do it justice just by talking about it here in Listener Mail. You went on to say in your email, you know, what you think and, you know, according to different grades should be pegged at different levels and all of that sort of stuff. Jay, I will get into this on another podcast. Do not worry. It's a massive, massive topic. Uh, I know this from experience because I brought it to the live show thinking... I'll talk about the possible cap in pipe band numbers and this will last maybe one show. I had it even scheduled in my script to last maybe half an hour on the show. You know, we'll spend half an hour talking about the player cap, uh, the proposed player cap. Even at that, it was it was only just an idea. You know, someone had just suggested it. What about this? Should we do this? And yeah, we talked about it for, yeah, the full solid two hours worth of the show. <laughs> And then it continued on to the next week. And you know something, Jay? It could have continued on for weeks after that. This is going to be a topic that will probably rage on for quite a while. And I didn't realize it at the time. But definitely a hot topic. I think a lot of very polarized positions in the piping world. Some people are for it. Some people are very, very against it. And... Yeah, so we'll have that debate, but not on this particular podcast, we've got loads more to chat about. James, Jay, thank you a million for your email, I really appreciate it. We will be bringing this topic to another podcast, so do not fear. Got another one here from Noel Blake. Hi Noel, and he's just said, basically he sent a video that we think we should include in our Throwback Thursday. Now this is brilliant. I love this. Normally for Throwback Thursday on our Facebook page, if you haven't noticed there's Throwback Thursday... We go and look through the archives, all the videos that they have on YouTube from way back. Now I'm talking, we even go back as far as the 40s and 30s of pipe bands competing at different events and things. Definitely go and check out Throwback Thursday. It happens every Thursday on our Facebook page and it runs all day. So yeah, if you check our page periodically throughout the day, you're going to get a new video. So yeah, it's a labour of love. It takes a lot of work to do each week. But it's worth doing. So he suggested a video. And it's the Golden City Pipe Band from Victoria and Australia. As they won the 2014 Australian Championship Street March in Ballarat. There you go. That's quite a mouthful. (laughs) There you go. So, Noel, thanks a million for the video, pal. And if anything, yeah, I definitely will include that on Throwback Thursday. In fact, I think I did for the past week. I can't remember now, did I? I'm going to have to check back. But yeah, if it hasn't reached Throwback Thursday, it definitely will this week. You're a drumming tutor and a... Yeah, you're a drumming tutor and I had no idea. No, so tell us what band you play for as well. If you do email us in and that, you know, tell me, you know, do you play in a band? Do you play pipes, drums? Do you teach? I don't know. You know it's worth knowing. It's worth knowing. I get to know you guys. Right. I got an email in here from Sam... Hopper, what about you, Sam? He says he was listening to the podcast and thought how lucky I am that at most competitions I watch, there are Highland Games there in the US. There you go. So he says, even when I go to watch my daughter, a Highland dancer, compete, there are vendors selling even band equipment, chanters and books to learn the pipes and pads and sticks to the dancers and their families. Not always a huge variety, but always something. Even at something as small as a dancer-only competition, there are still a few vendors. Yeah, now that's interesting. He says, love the podcast, keep it up. Thanks a million, Sam. And he says he's a bagpiper in training. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. For <clears throat> and if anything, some food for thought there. Yeah, we were talking about vendors at 
yeah, different piping events here. But I, from my experience, I was talking about competitions here in the UK. So it's great to get a different perspective. You know, even from a Highland dancing competition, there's still vendors there selling, you know, pipe band equipment. That's quite cool, actually. You know, and if anything, <clears throat> you know, our pipe band vending people should be doing this. Go to different events. You know, trying to encourage people to, you know pick up the chander and lift a pair of sticks or buy a set of bagpipes and a kilt you know what i mean all the better but what i was thinking at during my podcast was at a competition you have all the band stuff being sold and that's fine that's your target audience but what i wanted was something more unusual that you wouldn't expect at a pipe band competition i don't know say someone selling pogo sticks or something uh i don't know (laughs) Yeah, I think someone even suggested that someone sell punch bags as a stress reliever. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think the vendors topic <clears throat> was a bit of a hot topic for some. Uh, we got quite a few agreeing with what I had to say, but also in the same arc, quite a few people disagreeing, saying, Oh, grab the competitions are fine. What are you talking about? We don't need more vendors. What we need is more space for bands to tune up and stuff. And you know, that's a balancing act. It really is. Do you fill all the available space with stalls and things for people to do? You know, places to go and eat and drink and sit down and all that sort of stuff. Or do you make that space available to bands and their members to have somewhere to tune up? Yeah, you know, it is a fine balancing act. And I suppose it depends on the venue. If you have a massive big venue, then the world's your oyster. But not all venues are huge. Sometimes you are kind of restricted to what you can do, so... Hey, I don't know. It's not going to be one that's going to be solved easily, I think. But uh, definitely one our associations continue to work at, I'm sure. Um, you know, to try and get the right balance between, you know, vendors for the piping people as well as the non-piping people. I don't know. It's a difficult one. Difficult one. Well, got an email here from Stuart. Stuart Campbell. <clears throat> he says he's like to say, hi, the shows are excellent. Thank you very much, Stuart. Really appreciate it. And he says, keeping us all updated on the pipe band life. Not a problem. He says, on the topic of talent, what's my thoughts on schools' bands? Yeah. After seeing the draw for Dundar, there are some juvenile bands playing in grade 2. Should there be a limit on how far you can play up a grade? A great topic of the week on how they are set up compared to the majority of pipe bands. It's great for the pipe bands to see a healthy amount of kids learning pipes and drums. Keep up the good work. Stuart from Glasgow. Thank you, Stuart. Really appreciate it. And what are my thoughts on school bands? <laughs> Let me clear my throat for this one, Stuart. Wow, that's a big topic. If anything, yeah, I just suggested that could be a topic of the week. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because you know what? The juvenile grades, the novice juvenile and the juvenile grades, some of the kids in there are just so talented. They're insane. (laughs) Like, for instance, I was at the UK Championships last year. It was in sunny Belfast. And I I was getting my microphone and that out of my bag. I was hoping to go and catch a few interviews. And as I threw my bag down on the ground to get it open, I heard what I thought was, oh, hold on, that's Boghall Bathgate. And I just, you know, I kind of just heard it on the air. There was nowhere near any bands. There was no, no bands near me. And you know the way you hear a tune in the distance and you already immediately assume that sounds like someone. Well, that sounded to me like Boghall. And it sounded amazing. I thought, God, they couldn't be practising at this time. Because whenever I arrived, it was like 8.30, 9am. So I was going, this is far too early for Boghall. Surely they can't be practising already. So I went on the search to try and find them. And sure enough, it wasn't Boghall at all. It was George Watson's college. And I stood back in just sheer amazement. These kids blowing this big, big tone. And the drummers, the, uh, the drummers, <sighs> playing out of their skin. These kids, I don't know, man. They're g- <laughs> so talented. So, I have to take my hat off to the tutors to start with. Um, Clearly, they work hard with these kids to bring them up to this level, you know, to perform at this standard for a juvenile band or novice juvenile band. Just incredible. And the tunes that these kids play, they could just melt your face. 
you know, big hornpipes and jigs and reels and all without any kind of effort at all. It just looks easy to them. So, I don't know, as far as placing any kind of a limit on how far up they can play, I'm not sure about that. I really don't know. You can you said there in your email that the juvenile bands there were playing up in grade two. Well, to be honest, that's probably about right. You know, whenever you hear some of these bands, you know, the likes of George Watson's or even Dollar, Dollar Academy's another fantastic band. Luckily, there's so many pipe bands. I'm going to start naming names now, but you know, because I'll miss someone out and someone will get offended. But yeah, so many great bands in the juvenile grades, and whenever you listen to them, they could duke it out quite well in grade two. And as far as setting a limit on it, you know, restricting them to say grade three B or three A, I I don't think so. Honestly, I don't think that would be fair on them. Uh, you know, if they can play to that standard and manage to duke it out in grade two along with the big guns, then go for it. I say, why not? You know, whether you're a bunch of school kids or not, it shouldn't matter. You know, uh, now as far as the setup of the juvenile bands go and the school bands go, clearly I think, so this is my own thoughts, but you guys can disagree, clearly I think they're at an advantage because they get tuition in school from possibly some of the best pipers and drummers in the world. Now, these guys teach full time in their schools, and that's their topic. They teach piping and drumming. And let's face it, they get taught by some of the best in the world. So these guys are getting some daily tuition from some of the best pipers and drummers in the world. So quite rightly, they're producing some amazing music. So not every band can say that. Not a grade 4B band that practices maybe twice a week on a Monday and a Thursday or whatever. They're not having lessons from the best in the world. You know what I mean? I'm not slagging off their pipe majors or, you know, drum sergeants by any means. But, you know what I mean? They're not having this expert, expert tuition every single day, every day. Do you know what I mean? I guess that's the advantage that some of the schools have. And you know what? Whenever you see some of the tiny kids coming through, 13, 14-year-olds, and they're playing these big blistering hornpipes, you can kind of see that the piping world is in an extremely healthy place. Like, if that's where our talent is... My words, you know, the piping world can only continue to get better. Like so, as far as restricting them in any kind of grade, I'm not sure. I don't even I don't know why they were even kind of in this particular case why they were entered in along with the grade two bands. You know, were they playing on their own grade plus grade two? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't see the the draw for Dundar, so. I can't comment, but I have noticed it before where other bands do play up a grade. You know, 3A bands play in grade 2, grade 2 bands play up in grade 1, and you know, more power to your elbow. I have noticed bands as far as 3B even taking a stab at grade 2, and yeah, 9 times out of 10 it doesn't work too well, but there is the odd time where you get a shock, you know? <laughs> and yeah, as far as putting restrictions on it goes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that it should happen really, to be honest. But Stuart, thank you very much for your email. That's another massive topic that we could talk about forever. Along with the cap on numbers. The numbers game, that's going to be a big one. That's, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I can't even touch on it on on this podcast at the moment. Because it would probably dominate at least one or at least two podcasts. The topic of the week would last over an hour itself. It's a big, big topic area. And a lot of very deep feeling about it as well you know i have to be careful what i would say as well so I don't annoy anyone but yeah anyway i did mention to you at the start of listener mail on the podcast this week we have a voicemail now this is my preferred method of getting in contact with me emails are awesome don't get me wrong contact your facebook pages equally as cool and tweets as well but this has to be probably my best yeah, way of getting in contact with me because then I can bring your voice to the podcast. So, the very first listener mail voicemail has arrived. Woohoo! And I have to say a massive welcome to the show, Aaron Patterson. Hi, Reb. This is Aaron Patterson from Utah, United States. 
And I was wondering if you can give a shout out to my band, Wasatch and District Pipe Band, uh, here in uh, Salt Lake. And yeah, love the show. Um, I was thinking for a topic of the week. Um, I'm originally a mandolin player, and I, I still do that. I perform and teach. But growing up in the folk music world, um, I find, it, find the bagpipe world really interesting um, how structured it is. And um, I was thinking about um, music education or the, the tuition that you get um, in a pipe band, the difference between that and folk music to where, you know, we have in folk music, you know, I grew up having a private instructor or being self-taught um, and then you go to jam sessions and you find people that you click with and you um, put together a group or a band and um, find it interesting how pipe bands... I mean, I have a private teacher for my, my bagpipes, um, but how a lot of what you learn is taught through your, in your band, through your pipe major and, um, drum major, and I just find that really interesting, and I thought that would be a good, uh, topic of the week. So, thanks, Rob. Love the show. Bye. Wow. What about that? Thanks, Aaron. Thanks a million for sending that in. That's brilliant and if anything i encourage you guys to do the same send us in a voicemail and ask a question so a shout out to wasatch and district pipe band yeah the wasatch okay there you go (laughs) yeah if anything thanks a million for getting in contact with us i know wasatch quite well i've actually seen quite a number of videos of them online heard them actually as well too so great band great great band so aaron you asked a very interesting question there Not one that I'm sure I'm best placed to answer because I'm not a tutor by any means. Although I have been a lead drummer for quite a while in previous different bands all through the years. So I do know how drummers get started. But as far as pipers goes, I'm not entirely sure to be honest. Um, But I do know every piper has a different journey. Now that can be very true. Whenever it comes to pipe bands and a learner steps in through the door, from my experience, the pipe major takes very little, if nothing, to do with the teaching of that person. The job of teaching learners or beginners normally gets delegated to someone else. Now, that is normally someone who has a very mild temperament and has a lot of patience because, let's face it, teaching a learner sometimes can be an exercise in patience. (laughs) So... I've played in bands before where the pipe major had an extremely fiery temperament and did not accept uh, mistakes over and over and over and over again. You know, make them two or three times, that's fine, but make them a fourth time and you get to boot up the backside. So, yeah, perhaps that's not great whenever you're trying to encourage someone to learn <laughs> and keep learning. So, <clears throat> yeah, from experience, this job gets delegated down to someone. This is just my story. You guys could possibly join in on this. But... Every piper learns differently. Now, you did mention there about being self-taught. Honestly, I do know some pipers out there who have been self-taught. Uh, one who contacts the show there regularly, the piping, the piping queen, Ailey, she contacts us regularly. She has been self-taught. And now, to be fair, her piping is excellent. You can't take away from it at all. She produces some fine, fine music. Go and check her out on Facebook. <coughs> Shameless plug there, Ailey. <laughs> Grant, but, yeah... From the majority of pipe band people, we learn from what I affectionately know as the blue book. There are two books that were kind of handed down by the RSPBA, our association, and it gives you a blow-by-blow instruction as to how to hold your chanter, how to blow, how to blow steady, how to learn your scale, and then I think is it the GDEs or something like that. So this is where I stopped my chanter lessons and went on to drumsticks instead. So yeah, I know them affectionately as the blue, and I think it was the red book, I think from memory, but they were released like, I don't know, way back. But these books have always been known as kind of the textbook to learn from and it starts you off from the very beginning as i said learning scales right the way through to learning the most basic of tunes now you're 100 percent right that whenever you said what you learn is through your pipe band you're 100 percent right because if your pipe band is playing these tunes you're going to be playing them as a learner so yeah you learn the tunes your bands play that's basically it 
So, if your band plays Scotland the Brave and the Round Tree and Abide With Me and all that kind of stuff, yeah, that's what you're going to be learning. You know, that's going to be your first wing of tunes. However, if you're going to be learning a different band, you could be learning a completely different set of tunes. And from what I found from doing this radio show, we asked the question once, live on the radio, which was possibly a bit of a mistake, but um, I asked, yeah, what was the first tune you ever played? Now, the slew of messages I got in was unbelievable. So many people played different tunes from all over the pipe and spectrum. It was crazy. And what I took from it is that it depended on where you learned. It depends on who you learned with. It also depended on your ability as well. Now, some people did say that they started out on a Gordon Duncan tune like Thunderstruck or even the Belly Dancer. And I was thinking, that's a bit advanced. You know, should we not be playing the Round Tree or, you know, <laughs> the Green Hills or something kind of, I don't know, something basic, something easy. But uh, yeah, some people started out with big Gordon Duncan numbers and, you know, went from there. But uh, I don't know. So many people have different takes on it, you know, on the whole learning process. It's a whole different animal. I have been in contact with the Ulster Scots Agency, Tutor. Uh, of course, you all know him, Andy McGregor here in Northern Ireland. He looks after the Ulster Scots Juvenile Band. And they have a program, a set program, which is kind of set out in stone where you start and where you will end up. By the end of this program, you will be able to do A, B, and C, and D, and E. Da, 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 da. Okay, you'll be able to do all that. Plus, there's the piping and drumming schools that we have here through RSPBA Northern Ireland. I'm sure even over in Scotland they're available too, the piping and drumming schools that are all sponsored by our association. Uh, again, I think they all follow the same kind of format. We do have qualifications in piping and drumming that you can actually sit that are the equivalent to GCSEs, I think, which is what school kids over here get. Uh, you know, when they sit their exams in their final year of high school, uh, yeah, you can actually sit an exam on piping. You can work your way through all the various different grades and your piping levels and walk out at the end of it with a fully-fledged qualification. Now, I haven't yet been to the piping and drumming school. That's probably, uh, yeah, <laughs> a cut on me because I have been invited countless times to go and see... We ran a feature on our live show about a year ago about how kids were starting and how to get kids started and how to keep them interested. And if anything, it was a big topic on the show. We ran it for about a month or so. And what I found is that most people, if they didn't learn directly with their pipe band, they went to the piping and drumming school and then got placed with a pipe band that was local to them. Now in Northern Ireland, as you all know, you throw a stone and you'll hit a piper or you'll hit a drummer or you'll hit a hall where a band practices. So there's bands absolutely everywhere in Northern Ireland. So there's no shortage of choice. I think the point is, yeah, that's where you get your tuition and what you want to learn. Like if you're going to be learning how to play with a grade one band, I'm not sure it'll happen. To be honest, I don't know if grade one pipe bands are investing the time to tutor people from beginner level up to grade one. Um, that's possibly one thing I would say about the learning journey. Um, but I do know that from grade two down, yeah, bands are recruiting all over the place, taking on complete beginners and, yeah, taking you up from playing Scotland the Brave to playing the Belly Dancer or Thunderstruck or, do you know what I mean, playing these big, big tunes. So this is a big topic area, uh, Aaron. I'm not going to lie. This, you know, Every piper's journey is a different one. Um, but there is that common structure involved in how you begin, how you learn tunes. It's mostly all done through notation. And for people who are self-taught, to a degree, it's seen as a disadvantage in the piping world because a lot of bad habits can be developed extremely quickly. And with learning by ear, especially, uh, you know, with playing movements and things, you know, movements can be played you know, one way that kind of sounds like it, but technically isn't correct. So getting the technicality correct and everything just ticks that level of theory, I suppose. So with learning with a pipe band, yeah, you get that theory as well as the musicality of being able to play with that band, as well as all the piping and drumming schools. So do you know what, Aaron? I'll accept the challenge and 
ticking this up again. I'm going to try now and get in contact again with the Northern Ireland Piping and Drumming School. And I'll just get to, and I'll ask them, you know, say a complete beginner walks through that door, what do you do? You know, hi, I want to play pipes. You know, how do you get them started? Because me as a drummer, I only know how drummers get started. For me, my own personal journey, I started on tenor drum. And then from tenor drum, I spent a couple of seasons playing with the pipe band, actually. At, you know, at grade two levels, playing, used to playing strespays and reels and hornpipes and all that sort of stuff on tenor. So I had learned the basic kind of rhythms of each kind of piece already before I even started learning how to do the snare drum. But during that time, I was learning all my movements and rudiments and stuff. Started off with the mammy daddies and your power diddles and your tripletos and all that kind of nonsense. You, you learned all that stuff until you were a blue in the face. And just when you were ready to pack it in and said, I've had enough, enough of learning my two-stroke rolls, time to start doing something with all this rudiment rubbish. And before you knew it, you were sat down and you were playing 4-4s, 3-4s, 6-8s. You learned all the road stuff. That you were able to march to. The next thing. You were sat down to an MSR. Then a medley. Then the concert stuff. Then the drum salute. And then the season finished. And then you had to learn it all over again. <laughs> so yeah. That's the drummer's journey I suppose. Um, yeah. But from experience. The drum major didn't really have anything to do with the music in the band. Um, drum majors here in Northern Ireland from my experience don't have much dealings with the music and the pipe band at all um, in fact that's mostly left down to the pipe major and the lead drummer the drum majors are there to look after the drum major you know and to look after the dress and all of that kind of stuff to do with the band the presentation of the band I think so I hope that answers your question Aaron but I will definitely take up the challenge and find out a little bit more on the learning journey I think I think that's a good question, especially because I do realise there are a lot of people who listen to the show from the trad music scene, the Celtic music scene, who listen to the podcast each week and perhaps aren't completely versed in the way of pipe bands. So, yeah, sometimes I do yeah, forget about that and just kind of take it for granted that you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But, yeah, so many different topics of the week can spin out from everything that's been suggested on today's listener mail. Thank you to absolutely everyone, and especially to Aaron there for sending in that voicemail. Thank you very much. If you guys want to send in a voicemail or get in contact with us, send us an email. BigRabShow at gmail.com Well, that's 30 minutes worth of listener mail. Wow, time to get into the piping news. Now, there's been loads of it. Now, so bear with me. The Ulster solos are this weekend. Depending on when you're listening to this, of course, this is the 19th of April. This is being recorded, by the way. So if you're only catching up now, you're too late. The 22nd of April in Lisnagarvi High School in Lisburn sees the Ulster solos. So the full draw is now available up on the RSPBA Northern Ireland page. Go and check it out and see who's going to be competing for that coveted Ulster Solo medal. Yeah, it's kind of coveted because not too many people can say that they've won the Ulster Solos. So, yeah, quite an achievement to do it in the first place. So best of luck to absolutely everyone taking part in the Ulsters. It's going to be a great event by all accounts. And if anything, I think the doors are going to be packed. Um, so as I say, 22nd of April, 10am in Lissonagarvey High School in Lisburn. Right, the Isle of Sky pipe band contacted the show. Now, they were kind of in a bit of a blind panic. They were like, ah, Rab, help, help, help. So, <laughs> here I am trying to provide some help. The Isle of Sky pipe band got in contact with the show saying that they are recruiting. Yeah, they're urgently recruiting, in fact. They need a bass drummer. Now, this close to the start of the season that's not good. So the Isle of Sky pipe band, yeah, urgently looking for a bass drummer. Yeah, if you're interested at all in lifting the sticks behind the big drum, get in contact, please, with the Isle of Sky pipe band through their social media. Especially, I think it's their Facebook page is their main point of contact. Yeah, if you're interested in lifting them at all, get in contact with them. So there you go. Right, the BC Pipers indoor competition happened in sunny Canada. Now, if you've been living in a cave, you don't know exactly what I'm talking about. This is a massive, <coughs> massive event over in Canada, which is indoors. And it has all the grades through grade 5 
all the way up to Grade 1, which also, of course, featured some of the big guns in there, Dago Triumph Street and Simon Fraser University. Now, I'm not going to sit here and list off all the results because I've already kept you half an hour already, but suffice to say, the event itself was fantastic. They had solo piping and drumming there on the Friday, and then they had the full bands indoor on the Saturday. The entire thing was live-streamed as well, so thank you to the BC Pipers organization for doing that for us international people so we could join in on the back of it. And to be fair, listening to some of it was just incredible. I couldn't stay up. You know, I'll admit, the time difference kind of kicked my backside. I ended up falling asleep. (laughs) So, that's terrible. But, yeah, a fantastic event. And thank you again to Gemma. Gemma Redman, who was over there working for the Big Rab Show. She managed to catch a couple of videos of the Simon Fraser Band in action. So, she managed to video their MSR and their medley performance. So they're up on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. Go and check it out. So it's always good to catch up and yeah, see what these bands are going to be bringing to the field. So this is the first chance we've had a chance to listen to Simon Fraser and to Darko Triumph Street. So yeah, real interesting stuff. You should go and check it out. Definitely worth a listen. And then you can draw your own conclusions. Now I will say, because I can say this on the podcast, but there was a lot of talk about bands having problems with sound, bands having problems with integration. Partly there was some mistakes here and there, both the drumming and the piping. And uh, Do you know what? Regardless of the grade, be it grade 1 all the way down to grade 5, this is possibly like a precursor to the season. Bands are still getting their material together, in my opinion. So, it's early doors. Bands have not officially hit the grass yet. So, to be able to judge a band on how they're sounding now, com- compared to how they're going to be sounding in about four weeks' time, I don't think's fair. So, yeah, go and listen to the performances, draw your own conclusions, and, yeah, I'm not saying give them a ball because that's the wrong term, but try and accept that it's early in the season. <laughs> I think that's the best way to word it. You know, some bands may not be at 100% just yet. Still a work in progress for a lot of people. So, yeah, go and check it out. It's on the BC Pipers website if you're interested. Plus, all the full videos are up there on the Rab Show Facebook page, as you would expect. (coughs) So, yeah, go and check it out. Some great performances. And congratulations to Simon Fraser University, who lifted the Graham Wadden title. Right. Now, there's been some sad news about... Yeah, piping and drumming here in Ireland. The Black Raven Pipe Band announced there not too long ago that the Fingal Championships are cancelled. Now, this was the competition that was normally held the week before the first major. And a lot of bands from Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland would have headed down to it. And, yeah, had a good session on the grass. (laughs) You know, had a good first run out to see how everything is going. Check the sound, check the playing, check everything before you headed over to Scotland for the first major. So, to hear that the Fingal Championships this year has been cancelled is really sad news. Now, there was no full explanation from the Black Raven Pipe Band, I have to add. There was nothing really to say why they were cancelled. Was it because we had no venue? Was it because of lack of numbers? I don't know. I have no clue. But if anybody from the Black Raven Pipe Band would like to get in contact with the show and just let us know what happened to the Fingal Championships, a lot of bands are going to miss it this year. I knew a lot of people that I would have headed down to. I've been down to it myself quite a few times. And it's a great event by all accounts. You know, definitely well ran, very well attended. And yeah, it's a real shame that the Fingal Championships aren't happening this year. So that's a bit sad news. But the following week... The British Championships. <laughs> the draw is now available. Yes! So, <laughs> I am just so stupidly excited for the first major. It's not funny. Yeah. So the draw for the British Championships is now available. Go to the rspba.org. I think it's a .org. Their website. The RSPBA site. The full draw is now up there. And go and read through it and rub your hands together with glee because... Some of the big, big guns are in there. Now, I have to mention a special shout to Grade 4B for the British Championships. 34 bands are entered for Grade 4B alone. And that's one grade. 
34 bands. So they're going to have to run it in heats and then qualify for a final. And then, yeah. So you basically, if you're successful in your heats, you have to play twice. So if you win the British Championship in Grade 4B, you've managed to beat 34 other or 33 other bands, which is not a small feat by any means. So best of luck to everyone there in Grade 4B. I think, yeah, you have your work cut out for you. A very long day of piping and drumming there in Grade 4B. But I have to give a special shout to Grade 1, of course, as I was just talking about them, Douko Triumph Street and Simon Fraser University are making the journey to come over and compete for the British Championships. Of course, you had it here first in the Rab show that Simon Fraser was coming over. Yeah, Reed Maxwell, of course, he was telling us that this was the plan. So, yeah, Douko and Simon Fraser going to be duking it out with some of the big guns here in the UK. Your Inverary's, your Field Marshals, your Shots, your Bog Halls. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to start naming names now. But Grade 1 is just going to be amazing for the first competition of the season. I'm so excited. The 16 bands entered in Grade 1. Oh my word, it's going to be incredible. You know, especially with Simon Fraser coming off their win there at the BC Pipers Indoor. You know, it could be a strong season to be in Simon Fraser. Also, Dyko sounding pretty well too. Do you know what I mean? They could be in there juking it out with the big guns. So, Grade 1 is going to be extremely interesting to watch come the British, and the full draw is available up there, you get to see what time people are playing at, and depending on the time of day, depends on possibly what the weather could be like, and all sorts of different factors, the draw makes it so much more interesting, go and check it out, plus the draw is up there for grade 2, there's 16 bands in grade 2 as well, so grade 1 and grade 2 with a big showing, so yeah, grade 2 is going to be equally as interesting to watch I feel. British Championships. Cannot wait. 20th of May. Oh, I don't know. I am just going to be <laughs> beside myself with excitement. And, yeah, if you're following us on our social media on the Big Rab Show Facebook page, we will be live streaming from the British Championships. That has now been arranged and set in stone. So hopefully we can catch quite a number of performances uh, from the British as well as your results live as they happen. So get them on our Rab Show Facebook page. Now, the 29th of April. Get it in your calendars if you're here in Northern Ireland. Brashean and District Pipe Band are holding an open day. That's Saturday the 29th and doors open at 9am. And it's going to be held in the first Brashean Presbyterian Church Hall. There you go. Now, you may ask, what's an open day? Well, an open day is basically if you're dandering around and you fancy popping in, go ahead. Because the band will be there and they are throwing it open to anyone who wants to learn how to play pipes and drums or even just curious at all about, yeah, what the band are doing. <laughs> what are you boys doing in here? You make noise two nights a week. What are you at? That's the perfect time to go and find out. So go along, doors open. Go and check them out. Yeah, go and say hi. So that's Brashanan District and their open night on the 29th of April. Grant, we're nearly done with the piping news, folks. Don't worry. Bear with me. <laughs> For those of you here in the UK, you will have known about a documentary that was filmed about a band called the Govan Pipes and Drums. Now, this was on BBC Alba, which a lot of people can't seem to get for some reason but yeah you can get it here uh, bbc alba which is of course available in scotland and if you have a generic skybox or all that kind of stuff you can get bbc alba so go and check it out there's a documentary there called the we govern pipers so govern pipes and drums are holding a recital now the reason i mentioned the documentary in the first place is so you know some of the backstory about this pipe band Go and check out the documentary itself. It's fantastic. It details uh, a story about all the local kids in the area of Govan and Glasgow that basically had nothing to do. So someone came up with the idea of starting out a band. So these kids then all started to learn how to pipe and drum and form a band. And actually turned out to be kind of cool. They were actually a really good band. So... Yeah, as we were talking about earlier, about learning and how to get people interested, these kids, from all different ways and backgrounds and all throughout different areas of Glasgow, they all decided to lift the pipes and the sticks, and yeah, they made a documentary out of it. So this 
Pipes and Drums organization now in Govan are holding a recital. Now this is all to raise money for the organization themselves, for instruments and for tuition and all sorts of different things to try and keep them going. So as you know, building a pipe band and all that takes money. It's not an easy thing. So yeah, they're doing a bit of fundraising. So they're hitting the stage the 22nd of April. Depending on when you listen to this, of course, it could already be over. It's going to be held at 7.30pm in the College of Piping in Glasgow. Now, for those of you who know where that is, that's kind of like the Mecca for all pipers and drummers. So, <laughs> Mecca. So, yeah, 7.30 at the College of Piping in Glasgow. And entry is by free donation. So, if you want to just throw 50p in the basket, away you go. But... You'd be kind of miserable. <laughs> like, what's 50p going to get you? But anyway, yeah, the free donation. Also, it features the govern pipes and drums themselves. So all the wee kitties are going to be up on the stage, giving it large. They're actually quite a good band. I would ask you to go and check them out. They're also going to be featuring Callum Beaumont, of course. He's a double gold medalist. Definitely worth checking out. He's going to be there. Plus, Johnstone Pipe Band. Yes, who are going to be debuting this year in Grade 1. So, if you want to hear what Johnstone have been up to over the winter, yeah, now's your chance because, yeah, hopefully they're going to be bringing some of their competition stuff to the stage and we get to hear what they're going to be bringing to the field at the British Championships. So, Johnstone and District are going to be hitting the stage along with the gold medalist Colin Beaumont. And then, yeah, the Govan Pipes and Drums, all the wee kids, as they're known as on the documentary, the wee Govan Pipers. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, go to BBC Alba and have a search for it. As far as I know, it's still available. Anyway, let's talk about Doogie. Doogie from the Red Hot Chili Pipers. As you know, Doogie had made the decision a while ago to record a solo album. Now, he had managed to raise the funds and get this album made, but it's all went quiet. For a while, Doogie had been posting all sorts of different things, like little snippets, little sneak peeks if you want, and say, hey, this is what I'm at, hey, 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 do you like this here? And then it went quiet. In fact, there's been nothing. It's went deathly quiet. So, I don't know, we're still waiting. People have been contacting the show now asking, hey Rob, where's this album from Doogie? I don't know, is the answer. <laughs> I've been trying to contact him, I've been trying to ask him, hey Dougie, what's the crack with the album? Any chance it's, you know, you can tell us a release date or anything? But nothing. So chances are Dougie is up to his eyes working on this album, getting ready for it. So rest assured guys, as soon as I hear any news at all from Dougie from the Red Hot Chili Pipers releasing his first ever solo album, I will let you know either on a social media or right here on the podcast. Rest assured, I will let you know. Right, guys, that's enough for the piping news for this week. Whew, that's been quite a start to the podcast, don't you think? Cheek or so, and it's 15 minutes in there enough. Wow, that's been quite a start to the podcast. Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for me to go and get a cup of tea, throw my heels up. It's time for the topic of the week. Hello, this is Scott Wood. And you're listening to The Big Rab Show. The Big Rab Show on Fuse FM, Balamont. Tuesday nights, 7pm to 9. They are the show for the piping folk. Reflecting everything from the bagpiping world. Celtic music, folk music, solo piping and of course pipe bands. Bagpipes are your thing? Tune in to The Big Rab Show. The Big Rab Show, Tuesday nights, 7 till 9, on Fuse FM, Balamone. The Big Rab Show podcast. As if listening to this big galoot twice a week wasn't enough. Well, now here on the Big Rab Show podcast, we have a regular feature. It's the topic of the week. Yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And as you can guess by the title of this podcast, you can already tell what the topic of the week is. Of course, I'm talking about bagpipes and the media. Now, this is kind of rich coming from me because I suppose essentially I am the media. (laughs) I don't know if I can even class myself as that. But um, yeah, let's talk about piping in the media. First of all, I want to give a shout out to Tim Garan who got in contact with the show. He said he's living in Florida. He says, hello, sir. I am in the city of Dunedin Pipe Band. There you go. And he said he would love to be on the show. Tim Hello. <laughs> Thanks a million for messages in there on Facebook. I just had to squeeze this in there because I forgot to put it in listener mail. 
Sorry, Tim. So, hi. Thanks a million for messaging into the show. Right, let's get on to bagpipes and the media. The reason this is a topic of the week is because it's a pretty big area and probably deserves a lot more discussion than what it would be on a simple question and answer. The reason why I'm talking about the media in general, I'm excluding myself. I'm excluding the Grace Note Vortex. I'm excluding PipesDrums.com. I'm excluding people who actively listen to pipe and music on a regular basis. I'm talking about the wider media in general. The likes of BBC News or CNN or Fox News or, you know, whatever. I'm talking about media in general. Whenever you look at bagpipes that are portrayed in regular mainstream media, they're always portrayed in a fashion that is either seen as a bit of a joke or it's either seen as something to be actively avoided. Now, this is something I clearly have a big problem with because this all brought to mind for me recently when I seen a video, I think it was Harry Connick Jr. or something, he had like a talk show and there was someone on the show with him with a set of bagpipes and he clearly had never lifted a set of pipes in his life. Obviously, I know him as being a talented singer and all the rest, piano player, so he took this set of pipes threw them under his arm and started blowing and squeaking and the audience was laughing and it was just kind of embarrassing. And it's one of those things that I've seen repeated time and time again and just makes you shake your head and think, you know, mainstream media, you could do so much better. (laughs) You could do so much better rather than just try to make bagpipes out to be a joke. You know, and that's what it is sometimes. I remember seeing the Red Hot Chili Pipers on Britain's Got Talent for the very first time. Now, this was a big national TV show. This was a big deal. And whenever I first seen them up there, you know, Stuart Cassells and the guys, and they were ripping through ACDC or even, what was it, Weeble Rock You? I was like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Bagpipes. On the main stage. And what made it even cooler. Is that people weren't laughing. They weren't a joke. And that made it even more important to me. At that time I I had knew to myself. That I had just witnessed something very important. Shift in the piping world. These guys hit the stage. And they were wearing kilts. And they sure they had to introduce themselves. And go hey Simon Cowell. And Big Face. And you with the hair. Yeah, here we are. We're the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Now, I was waiting for the stupid, stupid question that always comes. <laughs> What's under your kilt? I don't think they managed to ask the question. And thank God they didn't. Because if they did, something would have got thrown at the TV. And I would never have seen the performance. So, they refrained from asking that stupid question. And, yeah, they performed in front of Simon Cowell and them boys and just blew the audience away. Now, I'm sure the audience was expecting what most general audiences expect. They expect to hear squirreling cats and, you know, something that just sounds terrible. But these guys played out of their skin and they played something that audiences like that had never heard before. And then we had the birth of what we have now, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So, from one aspect, the Red Hot Chili Pipers are tackling the media. They're tackling this everyday audience and showing them that piping isn't a joke. Now, for instance, I'm constantly getting messages sent to me saying that such and such a pipe band has been featured in the news. This band's been featured in the news over here. Like, I get them from Canada, America, Australia, especially. There seems to be a lot of stories on pipe bands in Australia. But, um... Yeah, such and such a pipe band has been going for 50 odd years and here they are, they're raising money for whatever charity or something. And it's, you know, it's a feel good story. But it's always the same obligatory questions. Are they hard to play? (laughs) And, uh, you know, you just feel like, are you serious? This this is the best question you, you can ask. A band that's been going for 50 odd years, 
you know, and have achieved, you know, I'd done some research in some of the bands and, you know, they've achieved quite a lot in competitive circles. And you ask them, is it hard to blow a set of bagpipes? You know, come on. (laughs) I guess what I'm trying to say when it comes to bagpipes in the media, bagpipes are always kind of put in this little pigeonhole that if you want to get a cheap laugh, get a set of bagpipes out. No, we all remember that character from the Austin Powers movies. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could say the name on the podcast, but he was a fat bee. <laughs> yeah, he was on the Austin Powers show and he played the bagpipes. Now, as you all know, it was there as a visual gag. It was there for nothing else. And this visual gag of this big bagpiper fella has been used time and time again. Laurel and Hardy have been famously known to use bagpipes as a gag. And, yeah, even Warner Brother cartoons. I keep getting clips sent to me. What was it? Um, was it Bugs Bunny playing the bagpipes? And just making them sound absolutely awful. And as a result of playing these skirling bagpipes, they scare people away. There's Groundskeeper Willie. Groundskeeper Willie on The Simpsons. Probably the most angry Scotsman I know. He's a piper. You know what I mean? Uh, but yet, he's seen as a joke. He scares children away playing bagpipes. And there was one particular sketch with Groundskeeper Willie that I will never forget. And I just had to shake my head in shame and think, what are you doing? But uh, it was a joke that whenever Groundskeeper Willie went to bed, he put the radio on. And what was on the radio? Field Marshal Montgomery. I'm not joking. (laughs) At least it sounded like Field Marshal. And I've watched it two or three times now. And he curled up to go to sleep with Field Marshal on the background. And that was supposed to be a joke on The Simpsons. Now, I don't know. I don't know. Why are bagpipes seen as such a joke in the mainstream media world? It kind of begs belief. For me, bagpipes are... I agree with what some people say. Sometimes they are the best instrument in the world... Sometimes they're also the worst. The probably bagpipes and bagpipers are probably our own worst enemy. Uh, yeah, whenever we get the question about what's under your kilt, we don't just simply look at the person as if they've just farted. We, just, we, <laughs> we look at them and try and come back with kind of a, a witty kind of quip and say, ho ho, wouldn't you like to know? That kind of thing. But why even feel the need to ask the question in the first place? That has always been my argument. Do you know what I mean? And if anything, I've addressed this on the show before. You know, I had a guest in one time who was not a piper. And he asked, oh, what do you use pipers wear under your kilt? And I said to that particular guest, and I said, well, what do you wear under your trousers? Oh, how dare I? Well, how dare you ask me? You know, mind your business. <laughs> or, you know, you could come back with something really severe in some cases. But, yeah, I just wonder why the same kind of generic kind of always going for the cheap laugh always seems to come with playing bagpipes. Now, for instance, recently here on TV here in Northern Ireland, and UTV especially, we call it Ulster Television, which is like our local Northern Ireland TV station. On there, they had Richard Parks and Keith Orr. Two of the biggest names in piping and drumming. Yeah, like the presenter, whose name was Pamela, she was interviewing Richard Parks. Now, I have been in piping media now for years, almost five, six years, and I have yet to speak to Richard because (laughs) I've simply never been able to pin him down to get an interview with him. But Pamela gets the privilege to talk to these guys, all because they had just won the World Championship again and they were on the TV to talk about it. Now, what does Pamela talk about on Ulster Television with Richard Parks and Keith Orr? She asks them, so how long have you been playing bagpipes? Now let that sink in. (laughs) So, uh, Mr. Richard Parks, how long have you been piping? At that point, I have to adjust myself in my chair. The TV went off. I'll be honest, I switched the telly off. I couldn't stick it. I'm I'm not watching this. Ugh. Come on, you get a chance to interview such a legend, and that's what you ask. But you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of, I throw my hand up. I've done the same thing. Yeah. 
I asked Mr. The Legend that was Bill Livingston. I asked him what his favourite cheese was. So, hey, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Talk about professional media. What's your favourite cheese? But, come on. Do you know, I honestly do think that mainstream media, I don't know if it's a lack of education, if it's a lack of knowledge, or, you know, what is it? Why do they feel the need to go for the cheap laugh? doesn't make sense to me. Now, there is bands and there's acts out there that capitalise on this. There is a particular act that comes to mind called the Bad Piper. Have you heard this guy? He's from Australia. I think he's from Australia. And um, he'd done the whole talent show thing as well. But he had flames coming out the top of his bagpipes. You know, like the drones? All these flames were scushing out of his bagpipe. And this was his kind of... You know, novelty. He came on wearing the kilt, but he had a punk rock kind of look about him. And he was playing rock songs on a bagpipe and with flames and everything. And it was class. It was really cool. And again, he'd done exactly what the Red Hot Chili Pipers had done before and break boundaries, break down those walls. Because when he first came on and he was wearing the kilt and he was carrying a set of pipes under his arm, everyone kind of looked at him as if to say, What is this guy about to do? Like, <clears throat> yeah. I'm getting ready to start laughing. <laughs> You're a clown. And next thing, music started and he melted their face with some blistering piping. And it was just brilliant to watch. I urge you to go and check it out. The bad piper, you call him. This guy's cool. And yeah, if anything, I love moments like that. When the piping and drumming world just educate people and say, you know, it's not all about squealing cats and you know we're not all those guys on the front of shortbread tins do you know what I mean some of us are genuine proper hardcore musicians who love what we do and probably produce some of the best music in the world so yeah for the media to come on and start oh is it hard to blow a set of bagpipes is it oh I'm gonna need an air compressor (laughs) yeah you're not really that funny uh, unless it's just me, of course. Perhaps I don't have a sense of humour. I don't know. But I've been in the piping world now for over 30 years. And I've kind of seen all of the jokes by now. And I haven't seen one that has come across as original or new. So, I don't know. Whenever it comes to piping in films, however, I think on occasion they get it right. One big bone of contention for me was, of course, whenever I talk about piping and movies, you have to think about one of the big movies that was released there that had piping in it, and that was Braveheart. Braveheart. Do you remember Braveheart with Mel Gibson and the whole freedom? All that thing. There was piping in that. But it was the wrong kind of pipes. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? The people say, oh, I love the bagpipes. I love the bagpipes. I watched Braveheart about 12 times. I love bagpipes. Uh... The pipes you're listening to there are Irish bagpipes. They're Ellen pipes. They're not Highland pipes. Uh, they're Irish. Hmm. And uh, that always has them both. Oh, no, no. I love the bagpipes. They're on Braveheart. You know that, that tune, the Braveheart? Na, 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 na. I love bagpipes, me. Grand. And then you hand them a Field Marshal CD or whatever. Inverary CDs. Here you go. Listen to that there. You like pipe bands? You like piping? Listen to that. And they listen to the first track and go, oh my god, what's that? You know, give them an education. (laughs) And you stand back and rub your hands with glee and say, you're an idiot. But yeah, in other movies, they have been getting it right. Let's look at it. The Red Hot Chili Pipers have been involved in piping in some of the big Disney Pixar films. One I would definitely point you to, if you haven't watched it yet, go and watch Disney's Brave. Disney's Brave film the soundtrack is incredible and yeah they have highland piping on there and to be honest there's quite a few times in the movie where the piping takes center stage they turn the music up full dig and you know the cartoon characters they do what they're doing but to me i'm listening to the music because the piping is going full dust and you're thinking that's brilliant good on you disney getting it right yes Highland Pipes, giving her Dixie, uh, was class. And they've done it right quite a few times now on movies. Especially, it was recently, um, was it the Batman Superman film? You know, with the two of them were in the same movie, knocking lamps out of other. There was bagpipes in that. Which just made a mediocre movie amazing. 
it was class. If anything, I went to the movie with a bunch of friends, and they asked. They were all debating whether the movie was good or bad, and I said the movie had piping in it. Brilliant. Equals great. And they had Highland Pipes too, which is even better. So, hey, brilliant. Bring it on. Now, I've been told to go and check a, a one, is it called Outlander? Or something like that? Outlander? I think it's Outlander. It's not Highlander, because that's the, the other boy running around with a sword. There can be only one. I don't know if there's piping in that, to be honest. Oh, there should be, I suppose. But, uh, Outlander. I have to go and check this out. Yeah, people have been telling me the soundtrack for Outlander is quite good, so I'm going to have to look at that. But I think piping in movies in general... They do get it right for most times. Most times they get it right. So, movies, I take my hat off to Hollywood. Well done. Most of you do get it right, even though most times you're showing bagpipes in movies, it's for comic effect. Now, that always kind of grates on me. And, yeah, okay, fair enough, they're laughing at the piper. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, it's an octopus. Mm-hmm, that takes, you know... Fifteen sets of lungs to blow up one set of bagpipes. Ha ha. Yeah, yeah. Ha ha. Seen them all before. Oh yes, it sounds like a squealing cat. Ha ha. Very good. Very funny. We're all wetting ourselves laughing. Anyway. Yeah. So, I don't know why they always have to go for the cheap laugh. And the question, what's under your kilt? And the countless jokes about sparrings and kilts and all that stuff. I don't even know why mainstream media do it but they do and it's a kind of a cheap laugh and i'm putting my stall out there to say i am out there fighting the good fight <laughs> as being part of the media i'm hopefully doing my part to kind of fight the good fight for the pipers and drummers out there yeah kind of to show people that perhaps the piping world is not as terrible and a bigger joke as everyone thinks anyway Food for thought, guys. You guys can tell me your thoughts on piping in the media. That's enough of a rant for me for this week. Definitely another topic I think can continue on for quite a while. Yeah. So there you go. Email me in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Plus you can reach us on Twitter as well, which is at bigrabshow. And of course, Facebook through the week. We've got Throwback Thursday and all that good stuff coming as well. Right, I'm out the door. That's been a packed podcast for this week. Thanks to everyone for all of your listener mail this week. It's been amazing. Also, special shout there to Aaron for sending us that voicemail. Thank you. Very much appreciate it. And you're the very first voicemail. So congratulations. <laughs> and to you guys, I challenge you. Send us a mail. Send us something. A voicemail. Anything. Yeah, get in contact with us. And you can be on next week's podcast. Until then, time for me to head out the door. Well, that's it for another Big Rap Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, good friends there at G1 Reads. Be sure to check them out on Facebook and at g1reads.com. The G1 Platinum Chanter is played by bands around the world, producing that rich, full-bodied tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our Champion of Champions 2016 in Verarian District. Many thanks to our good mates there at G1. And until next time, we'll see you right here in the Big Rap Show podcast. All the best.